0: What, okay what, get
1: in good day we'll start off like we do you do oh the
0: thing yeah okay good day i'm bob mckenzie this is my brother doug how's it going eh i'm the commish back for a second podcast of 2017 I'm joined by my normal co-host kevin i'm back all right good day eh? rehired yes back together again yeah it feels so good all right good deal good deal so we're back we're ready to discuss more fantasy football for the Holzer football league
1: i got a lot to say
0: yeah you, <laughs> i bet you're pretty busy you own half the first round picks Ooh,
1: yeah we got we got the whole scouting crew out working full time right now
0: i heard you were down at vikings training camp i was yeah get, get an extra look at delvin
1: yep talking to him just saw him to, up close ask some uh some of his projections
0: <laughs> nice nice
1: also saw bishop sankey
0: oh yeah you're pre-injury uh, yeah pre-injury saw today mm, out for the year tourney seal yeah it's too yeah. bad thought this could have been the year <sighs> i know big things so anyway uh since last week i had a solo podcast and uh, one thing I brought up was talking about some changes for 2018. Threw it out on a poll the poll this week, and just uh, curious on your thoughts of uh, some, maybe some pros and cons of either going to eight keepers or going to a rookie draft. And I mean, you're you're in the thick of it. You're drafting. Right. So what do you think? Um, well, first off, I'll say it. I mean I
1: like both options. I think it would be great. Um, I, I prefer going to just a straight rookie draft every year and then just, you know, the rookies you take, then you gotta, you gotta cut guys on your roster Mm -hmm. or even having it where, um, you know, we, we have to at least cut like four to six guys from our roster and then we have a rookie draft or something like that, some sort of combination. Um, just for the fact that right now with me, what I found trying to make trades, it's really hard to find someone you can trade with because that can only take, you know, you can only have six guys to cut down for the draft. So it's, you, you can't really return, you know, get a guy in return yep. unless you cut one of your guys that you're planning on keeping who is usually probably one of your better guys if you're going to keep them. So it makes working out a deal that much harder,
0: yeah. you know? Yep, it definitely limits yeah, so what you can do.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I've I've got options out there right now, but it's definitely a lot more limited. So I'd love to see uh, the rookie draft because I think also that adds to the fact that even even if you like you you know won the title last year, but you'd mm-hmm. still have you know a chance to draft in the first round and get a guy. You know, you'd probably have the twelfth pick or whatever. You know, you, you could still get someone good out of there, and you, you're not having to. Bend over backwards and move, you know, move heaven and earth just to get up into the first round. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that'd be kind of cool. But even even at a minimum, where we have eight keepers, I think that also would help a lot. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, it, it's kind of the middle ground between the two, the extreme. So, uh, honestly, I think if we go to eight keepers, eventually we'll probably, you know, there'll be enough interest to go to a full rookie draft anyways, I think that's eventually where it would end up. So I think we should
0: just go there, but that's just me. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Definitely limiting. Um, when I first proposed it a few weeks back, I liked the rookie draft approach, but as I thought about it a little more, that I, I'm, I'm going with the eight is what I'm leaning, leaning mm-hmm. towards uh, because as the commissioner, um, I think that's going to bring more teams into the draft. And also, mm-hmm. with that, there will be some more roster turnover. Yeah. Where if you go to a rookie draft, you're only going to be turning over t- t- two guys Um, where you might feel stagnant. Yeah. Which, you know, we all f- tend to look for other guys if we're down on somebody, if there's a coaching change or he's a year older that – yeah. If, oh, if i only have to cut to eight i can i could do that i can feel comfortable with that um and then you have some chance to get some new blood on your team whether whether those guys are any better than the dregs you just gave up mm-hmm. um but that's that's the way i've been leaning i mean you could still do a rookie draft but then
1: have a mandatory cut down to like 10 or 12 guys on your roster so it'd be kind of
0: similar or would it not rookie draft and then go with a Either free agency. Or yeah, or you could combine them. What, kind of what we have now. Yeah, I guess.
1: So, I mean, I, I, I think the eight will be fine. I mean, I think that's definitely better than what we're doing. Yeah. So, the, the only other point I would make is adding more even value for draft picks because for some people they're super valuable right now, and for some people they're a throwaway chip that they're just trying to add to their roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like. Yep. A first-round draft pick to me right now is priceless, but, you know, to someone maybe like you or whomever, it's like, uh whoever I can get off their roster to help bolster my depth, I'll take. Yep. You know?
0: No. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, it, that, yep.
1: that's where I'd like to see the biggest, the biggest part of this is where that part of it evens it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had a trade back in February where I believe it was Eifert for my 12, and...
1: Don't forget Danny Woodhead.
0: Uh, yeah, oh yeah. So I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so eager to make that trade in February, right? If we we're ready keepers, right? Um, and definitely not for rookie draft. But, well, because um, at that time you're coming off the high of
1: winning the championship, all was right in the world. Yeah. Well,
0: the approach is I'm not draft. You know, I'm not yeah. going to cut to six. So uh, right. Yeah, I'll take. Then you look at your roster that, in May and all of a sudden the panic sets in a little bit, and you're like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, but you know, you take a step back and assess mm-hmm. things. And so, um, so the polls out there in the lead is going to eight. Um, I, I'd imagine that's probably what I'll what I'll choose and what we'll go to. It's, yeah. it's just a small step. Yeah, it's not a big major change, um, and I think most people would like to have some of that turnover at the bottom of their roster, or at least yeah. participate more in the draft. Um, and it'd be it'd still be a short draft, yeah. Uh, shorten it from ten rounds to eight, and right now what does it take an hour, hour and a half for the, that for the four or five teams that have been participating? So maybe you have ten teams.
1: Takes this two. year might set a record, uh, yeah. Blink and you might miss it, yeah, yeah.
0: For the speed, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so that's where we're at with that. Uh, next, since Kevin, you're in the room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's talk about some of these trades we've seen so far All in right. our league. Let's do it. And uh, then we'll get into the, the Sammy Watkins, Jordan Matthews trade today on the NFL. But
1: uh, we'll, we'll have to check in on Aaron to see if he's doing okay. Yeah. Make sure his belt and shoelaces were taken away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: kidding. So uh, some of the trades we've seen here since August 1. First one, right out of the chute, Jimmy's and Big D, who, who know each other. So Jimmy's the, gave up Jay Ajayi. Uh-huh. Taylor Gabriel, who's a receiver for the Falcons. Thank you. And and uh, the fourth pick and the fourth pick in the second round, mm-hmm. and he got back Matt Ryan, quarterback, mm-hmm. and Demarco Murray, running back, and some late picks to even it out. Hmm. Do you do you like that trade? Does that seem like an even trade?
1: Uh, I think even now I'm still wrapping my head around it a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I guess it's. Uh, Um, part of it is how much you value quarterbacks, like with getting the Matt Ryan in there. I mean, I know you wound up flipping DeMarco Murray. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think both sides got some value out of it. I don't think it's personally, I probably would have leaned towards the Ajayi fourth round, fourth overall pick, probably because that's the position I'm in right now is acquiring picks. Yeah. If you're in a position to win, I think the Matt Ryan DeMarco side's a little more attractive. So yeah, I mean I don't think there's anything wrong. I think I think
0: I can see it from both sides. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a good trade. Uh Jimmy's not looking to draft. Um, yeah. A little so we spice, should have traded with me instead. They, but. Well they traded luck back in February. Um hmm. so he had Dak Prescott, which I assumed he was gonna go with him, but yeah. no, he gets a quarterback. I think those guys will probably split time. And then also DeMarco Murray's is in a nice run-first offense. So, right. Um, and what differing opinions on J.H.I.E., if his knee's going to hold up. Well, uh, if you look at his stats from last year,
1: if, if you subtract the Buffalo Bill games, um, he didn't do a whole lot. Okay, It's just me. I heard it. Someone else yeah. produced that stat, and it was kind of eye-opening to me. Although, I don't know, it could be a good offense.
0: So, second, what third year guy? Yeah, young running back. Value there. Yeah, yep. I've heard a lot of differing opinions on Jhi. It's I'm amazed how yeah, one side of the other these podcasts are. So, all right, next trade I'll take here uh, involves you. The end of an era. This is. Oh, uh, sh- hold on, let me get the Kleenex. This, I, I know. Uh, I know. Everyone's surprised. Drew Brees. Yeah, you finally let him go. I know. For the sixth, sixth overall pick, we're, we're all going to be on pins and needles. Original draft pick, that's by the be. way. From back yeah. when we started the yep. dynasty? very
1: first draft, yep. Was it 06? 06. He was a, a late-round guy that I picked up. He was, you know, first year with the Saints. Okay. He rode me to a, a lot of success due to Drew Brees. Yeah. But, I mean. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm in a tough spot. I You know, I got to cut to six. I'm rebuilding. Mm -hmm. I've got Marcus Mariota. Didn't make a lot of sense to keep two quarterbacks. Yeah. So I had to move one, and it wouldn't make sense to keep the 38-year-old guy. Yep. So I had to do it. And, you know what, for a high first-round draft pick or a six overall, it's right the cutoff, starting to where the cutoff of the real higher talent, in my opinion, is Mm -hmm. right in that zone. So had to do it.
0: Yeah. Nope. No, oh, good, good move on the Dranks' part. Yeah, um, he's got Bortles, who's he's, really he's going to win it. Bortles is teetering.
1: Uh, to well, me. I knew he needed a QB. Um, quarterbacks are not easy to trade in our league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably any league, you rarely get fair value back for them. So, um, and to find a, a team that was quarterback needy wasn't too many, so it was the perfect fit. Yeah, so I am glad we worked it out. So I'm sad to see him go, but I still got Michael Thomas, so I can still cheer for my Saints.
0: There you go. Yep. There you go. All right, this next trade is still a bit of a head-scratcher. Uh, Swagger gave up Ken Kenneth Dixon and Josh Doxson a 4th, a 5th, and a 7th pick to the Gnomes for Doug Martin, Alan Hearns, 7th, 8th, and ninth round pick.
1: Uh, Can you repeat the thing about the thing? Uh, and, no, I... So, I mean, just talking to my brother, I know he needed a running back after Kenneth Dixon got hurt.
0: Suspended and then, then hurt, and hurt. Subsequently torn. So he needed defense. another running
1: back pretty badly. So I think that was part of it, and I think he's banking on, you know, Doug Martin coming back from his suspension and... You know, kind of reclaiming the starting gig, which okay, there's been good reports about him coming out of training camp. So, uh, you know, I think that's worth the gamble. Um, although I know he was really high on Josh Doxson too, so I was surprised. He was last surprised year, he moved him, but it seems like a guy that's always gonna kind of like Kevin White or Bouchard Perryman on your team, like the guy that's always gonna kind of have something going against them. Yeah. So, but then it's worth that gamble too, because no one's really—we haven't seen him play yet.
0: No, no. So. so I think
1: that was really the main components of it. It was basically Doxon for Doug Martin. Yeah, you know it, the picks are the picks, and Dixon. Who knows what happens to him? Like, you know, I'm I'm guessing Baltimore is probably next year. They're probably going to be either signing or drafting a running back. You know, they're not gonna bank on him being the guy next year. I could
0: be wrong. But. Yeah, we'll see. So the, so the Gnomes move up a few rounds in the draft. Yeah. And and Swagger gets a gets a startable running back. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit of a head scratcher, but the longer you look at it you, you can kind of see yeah. what nope. they were thinking. That's why we that's why we talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, next next trade here. Drank gave up a second and a third round pick for TJ Yeldon seems like a depth move for the drink hmm and make america great looks like they're uh, trending towards drafting this year
1: yeah i um i i spoke to the drink uh directly about this trade and i i think you're right right on there it's a it was a depth thing it was a uh I think he was trying to make some other moves and uh this was the one that kind of fell into place so okay. You could he'll. debate whether Yeldon's worth having or not, but he'll probably yeah. get some receiving work, I would guess. Yeah, um, could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, could be kind of Dixon.
0: Okay, all right. Our next trade: Living Large gave up Devonte Booker, who had a decent rookie season. He had a, I don't know, four to five week stretch where he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He also gave up a second round pick and a third round pick for Jeremy Hill. Um just going for more of a you feel like Hill's a sure a sure fire starter where Booker's still fighting for scraps?
1: Uh I'm not a big uh fan of either of these guys, so I don't know. Hard for me to say. I mean I I feel like Jeremy Hill's time is numbered. His days are numbered. Mm-hmm. He is a free agent after this year though, so he might catch on somewhere else after. Kinda of feel like Eventually going to be the Joe Mixon job in Cincinnati, Gio Bernard, but Jimmy Hill might you know he might be that touchdown goal line guy so you could get you know double digit touchdowns out of him and maybe not a lot else yeah so
0: yeah maybe that's his forte is yeah if they figure out how to use him on the goal inside the five
1: and unfortunately I think the trend before when it was like the the two running back trend most teams are going towards now. You almost see they're going with three running backs. You know, you have a goal line guy, a receiving guy, and a between the twenties guy. Yeah, like, yep. It definitely like feels it's like, like we're they're going. They're just there. trolling fantasy football players now. They're just messing with us. Mm-hmm. And or the Patriots have like nine guys. You know, and they have two two goal line backs, two receiving backs.
0: Two. Yep. So who knows? I hey, more power to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh most recent trade, Jimmy's gave up DeMarco Murray, who they acquired nine days ago, fourth-round pick, and then a 10th-round pick in 2018 to the drank for Terrell Pryor, who is now with the Redskins, for a third-round pick in 17, and a first-round pick in 18. It, I mean, I like this trade. It seems like both got, both teams going after areas of need. Yeah. And they've got a little bit of a surplus. Mm-hmm. Um but the 18 pick, 2018 picks is That's well, a little a bit steep. of a surprise. We don't see that very
1: often. No. Um so yeah, I know Dave is uh he's all in for this season. He's he's going for it. Mm-hmm. He's been um, able to
0: be in that position the last couple of years, so yeah. he's still going for it. I really, really
1: like Terrell Pryor, especially in Washington. Um but I mean if DeMarco Murray even has a you know, anywhere close to what he did last year and he combines that with LaShawn McCoy and he's got wide receiver depth. So for a guy who's all in wanting to win it this year, which is really how you should always play, but mm-hmm. yes. um so I see that side of it very much and yeah, for, for Jimmy's to get a throw prior, I mean that guy, I mean, he could be a future, you know, wide receiver one there. So, um, guy's incredible as far as his physical tools. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued with Terrell Pryor, uh, and, yep. and he, he even went to a, a nice
1: situation in, in Washington. Right, and I think um, it's a one year deal too. So if he really plays well, then he could really, I mean, who knows? Yeah. So he's still in that contract year. And he's like, mode. I think he's like, he's like six five. And he runs, like, his his 40 time was pretty insane, too. Yeah. So, And he's yeah. got – the other thing they were saying is, you know, being a quarterback, he's got the smarts. Like, he knows a lot of things that the quarterback's thinking, yep. so it helps him as a receiver. So,
0: yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I was surprised that Jimmy's um, traded Murray because they have Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a nice – a good idea to pair the two.
0: Yeah. But – uh, maybe he just really,
1: like, like myself, really wanted Terrell Pryor. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe when he got him, ten days ago, that's what he thought. But ten days later, right? You know what? My roster would be better with Pryor instead of yep. Murray. So, very good. Very good. All right. Next on the agenda. All right. Today, a couple of trades went down in the NFL, with okay. uh, a couple of named players, which was really shocked the hell out of me this went down. But uh, Sammy Watkins got traded from the Bills. Mm-hmm. And then the Bills acquired Jordan Matthews from the Eagles. Yeah. Now, Sammy Watkins, uh, we've heard from your brother. He, that was a guy he went after. Yep. And <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to see. I think we see. all laughed that he got <laughs> traded to the Rams, which right. I don't know what worse team you could have got traded. I suppose the Jets. Jets. Would have been worse. Maybe the Browns. Jets, definitely.
1: Uh, so I'm just checking my text messages here. I have heard from my brother since the trade was announced. Okay, so he's. He o- did, I think he's okay.
0: Okay, he didn't jump off a ledge. All right. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, yeah, I was trying to talk him off the ledge a little bit on this. Uh, there are some encouraging things happening with the Rams right now. Um they got that, you know their head coach McVay from the Redskins. He's a offensive mind. You know, he he really did a lot with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely going to help Jared Goff. They put a lot of talent around him to succeed.
0: They did they did try to improve the O-line in it, the offseason.
1: It's not like Buffalo was this high-profile offense. No. So I if Sammy Watkins is the talent that everyone says he is there's no reason he can't succeed on the ramps.
0: So is this do you think this is a, a buy situation for Watkins? Mm-mm. A sell <laughs> or a push? push? Push. I think it's push. For me it's a push. At first I thought, boy, that's that's terrible, but now that I'm thinking about it going from Buffalo to LA Kind of a lateral move. I mean, if we,
1: if we were a redraft league, it'd be one, it'd be a, maybe a different story. But um, he's a free agent after this year. So if it's in, a disaster in LA, he's in a contract year. All right, someone's going to pay him. Yeah. There's no doubt he's talented. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for Aaron, like, yeah, it's not ideal, but hey, he's healthy. So regardless, you're going to get more production than you got out of him last year.
0: So. Yeah, he's healthy, and and remember, your guy, Kenny Britt. I Kenny Britt Kenny had a Britt. solid year last year. Did you see my tweet on Kenny Britt today? I did. Yeah, I did. I love him. Uh, and, I, and I owned him last year. He was fairly consistent. So I owned him, too, for like two weeks. I think if Sammy Watkins can put up similar stats. Right. Hey, that's great. Yep. So And then uh, Jordan Matthews going to Buffalo. Yeah. Um, so do you think that – is that a buy for Jordan Matthews? A sell or a push? To me, it's a sell.
1: Sell? To me, it confirms what I've always kind of thought about Jordan Matthews, and that's he's just been given way too much credit for being good. Because, I mean, he was on a wide receiver needy team. They went out and signed or drafted like three wide receivers. That's true. Yep. Um, given the opportunity, he's never really consistently produced – he uh and then they traded him. Yeah. And if they're willing to part with him, that means they were willing to part with him. And so I don't know, I I mean they drafted say Jones in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I know they like him most likely. So I don't know. I wouldn't be going out of my way to acquire him right now. We'll put it that way.
0: Yeah. We've I've been reading a lot of r- reports on Matthews is, is better in the slot, mm-hmm. um, very limited on where he
1: can play on the field. Yeah,
0: and so now all these goes to Buffalo, where they signed Bolden, and the quarterback's situation is a little sketchy. Yep. So Tim- that, yeah, I, I got to think it probably hurts more, hurts more to be a Matthews owner right now than a Watkins owner.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess if you're a Matthews owner, anyways, you were expecting this to maybe be the end. I mean, they got, well, I'm a little biased, but they got Elshon in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Brad and Torrey Smith. Yep. I mean, he was going to have to fight for targets regardless. Aguilar still there, apparently looking good in camp. So I'm guessing you were already prepared for this could possibly be the end or I'm not going to get a lot on them. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. So maybe if you're a Matthews owner, this is actually a good thing. Because okay. now he moves into Buffalo and he's either the number one or number two option. Where if he stayed in Philly, he might have been the three, four, even if you count, you know, Ertz, you know, in the receiving game. So if anything, maybe it motivates him to play better and, you know, it buys you a new
0: life. Okay, fair enough. So you're telling me Chipman uh, should back away from the ledge a little bit? Uh, I mean, his number two receiver is uh, I, in, in a better in a better situation. You know, uh, not a worse. Uh, if I were Chipman, I mean,
1: he he's fine at the wide receiver position. Okay. He's got some guys. So I know he's, he's okay. Right.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So you brought up Nelson uh, Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Does this trade and some of these training camp reports does that put him on your radar? No, no. But okay. that's because I have Elshon Jeffrey,
1: and I okay. don't want. I don't want two Eagle receivers. Fair enough. You know what I mean? If I didn't, though, yeah, I'd be looking at him. I, guess, I, mean, he, I mean, he's a
0: he's first-round talent. Because he you know he, he was not on my radar. Right. And then that, then they started reporting, oh, he's having a great camp. Like, okay. But he's still going to be behind Matthews to me. But now they traded Matthews, so what? I mean,
1: the, you can look at it and say that's the reason they did. Because they were confident that Aguilar could – play in the slot and take that job from
0: him. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I mean, if not, maybe they Aguilar would have been who they traded to Buffalo,
0: not Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe they couldn't get as much for Aguilar.
1: And I know they um they drafted a guy too. Is it Har- Hollins maybe? Someone like that. He I think he kinda of touched on last night. Uh they like him too. So but Aguilar, yeah, I mean I think Everything you hear is positive, so it's first-round talent. Sometimes guys don't get it right away. takes them a while before reality sets in, and then they pull it together. He's probably going into his third year this year. Maybe the light bulb came on, and he's in for a nice year. Yeah. Either way, you can get him cheap right now, so it's not like you'd invest a lot in getting him, so he's worth the flyer.
0: Yeah, you can easily pick him up in the fourth round. Even, even our draft. Right. Probably. So. All right. So that's uh, the big trade in the NFL today. Uh, let's look at, talk about some of these uh, old faces in new places, just guys who switch teams in the off season, And right. uh, just getting your opinion on it. Are they in a better situation or worse?
1: If we're talking about Kenny Britt, he cannot go into a worse situation because he's Kenny Britt. Kenny He'll always Britt. be in the best situation.
0: Always. Oh, you know what? He didn't make my list. No. Top guys. Of, okay. Uh, Disrespect. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so, Danny Woodhead yep. was with Charger last year. hmm Goes to Baltimore.
1: Massive upgrade. Massive Probably upgrade. Probably the hot, no RB1 on my board.
0: I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm starting to regret <laughs> trading him now. I wish I would have put Gore in that yeah. trade we you, had.
1: You know, as these guys in Baltimore keep falling, they keep getting injured, and mm-hmm. their receivers and tight ends, um, my – my opinion of Danny Woodhead and the stock keeps going up. Like he was definitely not one of my keepers and he's all, he's made his way all the way up to my final keeper, yes. you know, at one point, which I never thought would happen. happened. So I'm looking at Paul Churchin's
0: list here. He's got him in the top 20. Yeah.
1: He's got, I think he's 18 or something just like keeps that
0: clicking up. Uh-huh.
1: But I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't catch 70
0: plus balls with yeah. that
1: offense I mean, they don't have anyone else. I mean, they have Macklin and
0: uh, Mike Wallace. They have like no tight ends. Rashad Perriman is going to break out this year. This He's going to break year. something oh, this year. Don't, don't start. <laughs> He's going to finally get it together.
1: I, you know, I, I hope for his sake. You're right, not for your sake, <laughs> oh, but thanks, for his sake. A
0: lot. So we'll see. Woodhead was awesome two years ago. Last mm-hmm. year, of course, blew out his knee. If he can stay healthy,
1: I think he, I think it's at least
0: a lateral move. Yeah. 'Cause they're gonna use them a lot. All right, next on my list here, Mike Gillisley goes mm-hmm. to the Patriots. I mean So he's... the New England let go of Blunt. Yep. <laughs> but Dion Lewis is still there. Yep. James White is still there.
1: Rex Burkhead.
0: Rex Burkhead got the Richest signed contract as well. a Patriot running back has ever
1: received, is by the so? way. Wow. Yes.
0: I didn't realize that. But Gillisley's mm-hmm. getting he's getting the early pub publicity.
1: I okay. So, if those other guys weren't mentioned, you're saying, "Oh yeah, upgrade
0: for sure." I mean, he's they must from... be something in see something in him that that's why they went after him, right? Right. And and they did because apparently
1: the Patriots are huge in the analytics, mm-hmm. and he's like got his short yardage conversion rate is the highest of any running back in the league. So that you know that's probably the reason they went after him. But then, yeah, they got these, like, three, four other guys. And it's like, well, or are they just going to use them inside the five-yard line? That's his role. And then, you know, Rex Burkhead, he's kind of a goal-line guy, receiving guy, blocking guy. You pay him more than all of them. And then you give James White an extension. And Deion Lewis, I can't figure it out. I don't think anyone can figure it out. I think Belichick just does this stuff because he can, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think you're going to see any one of those guys get cut. So either that or they're just going to ride, like, two of them really heavy and early in the season, and then the other guy's late in the season so they're fresh because they know they're going to be around at the end of the year. But that's a situation where I, I just don't know who I would want. Like, that's a headache I don't want. It's a good like they're all probably going to produce at some point. Yeah. But do you really want to play running back roulette? That's hard enough in fantasy football these days. This is just to another level.
0: Yeah. So if Blunt was still there, would you would you prefer Blunt or Lee
1: Push. Mm. Push.
0: And I'm um, yeah, assuming Gillisley wouldn't be there, but if Blunt, right. was, Blunt was just still there. Right. Because we saw last year he other. had, what, 18 touchdowns. Yeah. Well. But now that Gillisley is the new guy, do you think he's going to put up 15 touchdowns?
1: I don't think he'll put up 15 to 18 touchdowns because I think Burkhead will eat into that. Okay. I think it, he'll have more than Burkhead. Mm-hmm. But. It won't be as one sided as when Blunt was. Okay. There. He'll
0: still. Uh, Burkett will like, Burk a vulture a, a few.
1: Just like White and Deion Lewis, they'll steal catches from each other, sort of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. That right. would be my opinion. Okay, so next guy is is LeGarrett Blunt went to Philly. Mm hmm. I can't see that helping him, but would you, would you, if Blunt was in our draft, would you draft LeGarrett Blunt? in the first round. Okay. I'm glad you added that in there because I was like, well, if you look at my
1: roster right now, I have Danny Woodhead as a running back. So, yes, I would take him. Okay. Of course, I wouldn't take Bishop Sankey too (laughs) at this point. Um, In the first round, uh, not in the top ten. I might have in the back end of the first round, just
0: because. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like a starter right now, but I think he is. Right, because I mean, Ryan Matthews yeah. is still there. He
1: hasn't had a lot of success outside of New England. Like he went to Pittsburgh. True. So, but I mean, to me, I almost if I'm Trev, who has him, if he's not on New England. Going to Philadelphia seems like a pretty good situation because historically, that's been a good spot for running backs. Mm -hmm. So, and they have, what, Sproles, Smallwood. Ryan Matthews is going to be cut at some point. So they don't really have, like, he's the only type of running back like that in Philly. So you know he's getting all the short yardage work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I, I wouldn't draft them in the top ten, but I would draft them if I had like the eleventh or twelfth pick.
0: Okay, all right. Next, AP going to New Orleans. Hmm. Would is? <laughs> let me put it this way: is, I have strong opinions on this one. Um, I'm I'm li- I'm liking going with a couple backs from the same team. I've got two C. I got CJ Prosser and Rawls from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Would you like to have? The Saints' backfield of Ingram and Peterson.
1: No, I'd like to have Ingram and Kamara.
0: Kamara? Uh, uh, Okay, let me... But would you go to battle with Peterson and Ingram? Would that be...
1: Would I be starting them both? Yeah. No. No? I think you could, though. I just wouldn't prefer it. Although, in in this day and age of fantasy football, I think you could get away with that. Because, I mean, you know, how many bell cow guys are there?
0: Do you think the Saints... Those two guys that would be a situation where, yeah, you could get away with that,
1: yeah, I'm really curious yeah if if anything shows how they've used their running backs in the past, especially when they had Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, and um you know, they had some bigger backs. that's too. a good
0: point yeah, I forgot about Thomas
1: and Bush, yeah. and they were both kind of like you they're know, both they usable, both... they're both usable, oh yeah, for sure i I know I had Reggie Bush, and even though he was like the third option, he sometimes he was. You know he was still finished in the top fifteen PPR backs for quite a few years. Yeah, yep. even higher. Um, and so in their system, I think y- you can like even Pierre Thomas was a receiving back, and so is Reggie Bush technically. But Pierre Thomas got a few more carries mm-hmm. and touchdowns. So I'm sure they have a plan. I'm very curious to see how they do it, though. I I've never been an Adrian Peterson fan. We all know I'm a huge Saints fan, so Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy when they signed him. Yeah.
0: Uh, I wasn't happy just from a fantasy perspective. Right. This doesn't make any sense. They obviously have a plan. Um,
1: I don't – I just – watching him with the Vikes, like, he fumbles so much. He's never been a good receiver. So I just don't know where he, how he fits in, you know? Yep. And – for as good as Mark Ingram was last year, he almost lost his job to Tim Hightower because he couldn't hang on to the football. That's true. He was so, benched for Hightower. I can't imagine they're going to have more patience with Adrian Peterson unless they just hate Mark Ingram. That's a good point. But then, And then you go out and you draft a guy. You trade up to draft a guy in the second round. So, I don't know. it. To me... That's just a big unknown, even for a team I follow. I have no idea how that's going to work out.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how week one. We'll see how they right mix those. Oh yeah, we'll see firsthand. All right. So the final running back I got on my list: Eddie Lacy, trying to pick up the pieces in Seattle, of all places. Trying not to eat the pieces in Seattle. (laughs) Hi-oh. nice. So would would you want Eddie Lacy on your team right now? Would you even pick him anywhere in our draft? if he was available in the 2017 Holzer League draft pug life
1: would not have him on our draft board if uh and that's a
0: guy who only has one viable running back on his roster i agree and i've got the other two seattle running backs mm-hmm. i would take him at some point in our draft if he's a 10th rounder well, only you, because i have you the other two yeah but other than that if i didn't i wouldn't either so right all right receivers Prior to Washington, love it. Do you think that's an improvement over Cleveland? Yes, or should we expect about the same?
1: Improvement. Improvement.
0: All right. I mean, Kirk Cousins.
1: He makes fantasy stars. I mean, he slings the ball. He does. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and look at all the targets that opened up. They lost their top two receivers, I believe, Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Yes. And so you're looking at Jordan Reed, who can't stay healthy. He, when he is, he's their number one option. But um, Crowder, he'll get a lot of balls, of course. But Terrell Pryor, I mean, he's he's sitting on a big year.
0: Yeah. It, it feels like it, and he's in a great spot. Yep. Uh, and he's in a contract year, yep. so that he's got those things lining up for him. And
1: so is Kirk Cousins.
0: Yep. So, all right, the next guy is uh, Brandon Marshall going from the Jets to the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Marshall. He's get, he is getting older, mm-hmm. but do you, do you feel he had a down year last year for the Jets? Right. Two years ago, he was great. Unbelievable. Do you think Marshall comes back?
1: Um, I don't know if it was you that made this comment. Somebody I was talking to said that Brandon Marshall going to the Giants kind of feels like when like Andre Johnson went to Tennessee that like almost okay. that same type of thing where it's like big name guy whatever maybe he had a a couple games where you know he was decent but he was really kind of going towards the end you know wasn't worth he wouldn't finish the year on your roster so yeah said. i mean i don't know. i could be completely wrong he could be sitting on a huge year i mean obviously he's he's going to get single covered you know yep yep so the opportunities there but I mean, to me it's yeah, he's you know, he's down to his last year or two, so yeah, okay, but no reason he can't succeed, just a matter of if he's got enough left to maintain yeah, All I right. know he was really banged up a lot last year, so
0: and horrible quarterback play
1: horrible horrible quarterback yeah. play he should have decent quarterback play now, just a matter of how much those injuries took a toll on him, and if he's Committed to football and not, you know, doing the TV stuff. You know, the this week in the NFL or whatever he does and all that stuff. So.
0: Yeah. Yep. my nope. I, I, I like his situation. I feel like he'll be a, a depth, receiver. He'll be he'll yeah, be, he'll, he'll be, be, a be starting red zone threat for yep. sure. Indeed. All right. Next is uh, Elshon Jeffrey, and I believe when our trade went down, he was still a bear, but he's yep. a pending free agent. And he signed a one a one year deal mm-hmm. with Philly, so he's still in a contract year.
1: Yeah, I um. Do you
0: like him better in Philly
1: or? I definitely Chicago? like him. I definitely like him better in Philly okay. than Chicago. I <laughs> this is ironic. I actually saw a trade on Twitter today. A, a poll, a dynasty trade poll, and it said uh, Moncrief or Elshon Jeffrey. You know, and this is not to brag or anything, but like the results were like seventy two percent. Alshon, Jeffrey, to Moncrief,
0: which, whatever. Wait, wait a minute. Wasn't our trade? <laughs> it
1: was our trade, yeah.
0: <laughs> Funny how you saw this poll. but it, it doesn't mean anything, though, because they haven't
1: played yet since we've made the trade. So mm-hmm. it could be completely wrong. But I would be like the situation is an upgrade from Chicago, but that doesn't mean anything. There's still the red flags with him that have always existed, the health stuff. And he was only able to get a one-year deal. Yeah which that's a good point that's a good point um you know so which could be a motivating factor for him but it could also mean there's some big red flags there that teams are not confident in him so uh we'll see but i like i think he's got an opportunity to have a huge year it's there whether he takes it or not we'll see it depends on him and carson wentz of course but yep um
0: yeah, hopefully, Wentz takes a step forward.
1: He has more of a chance here than he would have if he stayed in Chicago. I think.
0: Yeah, with well, the way Chicago played out. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, and the last guy, uh, Pierre Garcon, mm-hmm. goes from Washington to San Francisco. Yeah. Does this make him more desirable? He seems to be the clear-cut receiver right. in in uh, San Francisco compared to the Redskins. So at first,
1: like at first glance, you're like, oh man, that's a huge downgrade. But I think it's actually a huge upgrade.
0: I've heard good reports
1: because his career years in Washington were with Kyle Shanahan, who is now the coach of San Francisco. Yes. So um, you know he's implementing the same system. So even last year, like Garcon, I think the last two years Garcon was you know on a downward spiral. Because, you know, he didn't have Kyle Shanahan with him anymore. To, you know, to play that, it's either the X or the Z position in his offense, which gets a ton of targets, a ton of catches. So there's no reason he shouldn't put up similar numbers in San Francisco. He doesn't have anyone else competing. So he might not be a double-digit touchdown guy, but he should be good for 90-plus catches, you'd think, which is very valuable in a league like ours where you get a full point certainly feel, feels like it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a yeah. good
1: move. It's a it's a good um, it's definitely at at worst a push, but most likely I think he's he's a volume guy. Yeah, he's like a volume running back, he, he, same
0: type of deal. You know, he feels I, I believe he's eligible for a draft. He is. Um, he's pretty high on the ADP actually. He feels like like Woodhead was for me two years ago when I was drafting, where guy who was just off the radar, mm-hmm. and got into a. Better situation. Yep. That he's the non sexy pick. Yeah. Not that you need to pick him in the top five. Right. But you get him in the second round. That he seems like a guy you'll end up starting him. He'll just yeah. He'll be all right. I mean yeah. Especially with bye
1: weeks and injuries. I mean he'll he'll be somebody's starter this year for sure. For
0: more than a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. As long as he's healthy. Okay. I got one one tight end to talk about. Martellus Bennett goes from New England to Green Bay. So uh-huh. Green Bay had Jared Cook last year, uh-huh. which to me, he, Cook was lukewarm, whether you want to really go after him anyway. He went to
1: Oakland,